let's spend a few minutes just looking at that passage together. And uh, as I say, if, if, there's, if there's a bit of noise, um, that's absolutely fine. There's no Sunday group. But if you do want to keep the crash, feel free. But otherwise, do stay in here. And uh, just to draw your attention to a couple of things on your tables. One is a, a handout. Even if you're an adult, you can use this. That's absolutely fine. And you kind of fill in the blanks. And there's some questions at the back and stuff that you can uh, answer as well. And um, there's also just a... Um, Martha, do you want to just hold that, that picture of the fish up? There you go. Martha's not coloured hers in yet. But if you are find yourself dozing off, you feel free to do that maze or colour in the uh, fish or whatever you want to do with it. Um, so before we come to that, let me pray and ask for God's help. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you speak to us. And we pray that as you do that this morning... We would hear your voice and we would seek to follow Jesus. Amen. Great. Now, I know that in Sunday groups last week and in creche, some of you made uh, some of these. Who, who made one of these last week? Anyone? Holly, you made one. Brilliant. One of you made one of these. Abby, fantastic. And Grace. Now, what, that, sorry, that one's just fallen off my head. What was that for? Why did you... Why did you make one of these, and why did some of you also make one of these? Any ideas? What did you learn last week in Sunday groups? Why were you making crowns? What did we learn? Go on, you. Brilliant. Jesus is the king. That's right. Jesus is the king, and we saw that from Mark chapter 1. Now, if you're filling in your hand out, you can answer your first question. Jesus is the king is what we saw and in this part of the Bible that we looked at last week, we're also in this week, we're also in Mark uh, chapter 1 this week. The strange thing is that last week, even though we learned Jesus is the king, we didn't actually meet Jesus at all. Instead, what happened is we saw a guy who looked a bit like this, and he was, he was in a desert, and he was shouting, the king is coming, the king is coming. People have been waiting for years for this king to come. And they were going out to John and getting ready for this king to visit. Because he was saying, look, he's coming, he's coming, the king is coming. And this week, what we see is the king comes. The king comes. He's here and we can meet him. So, you see, this part of the, this part of the Bible is a bit like uh, these. Who knows what these are? Anyone know what these are? What are they? Yeah. Well done, Joel. They are traffic lights. Good man. So what's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years, we've got a bit of a red light. What do, what do you do at a red light? What happens at a red light? Mum and dad might get a bit, oh, come on, come on. What happens? Go on, Grace. They, you stop. That's right. They're waiting. They're waiting at this red light for hundreds and hundreds of years. And then last week, we saw an orange light. What happens at orange light? Yeah, go on, Tal. I heard you. You go for it. You tell me. You get ready. Get ready. That's right. Last week, it was all about getting ready. And this week, we see a green light, which means go. Fantastic. So this week, we're going to meet the king. The king comes. And the big question for us to answer is this. What should we do? If the king comes, what should we do? So you imagine if a king walked in here, I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Because kings and queens are really important. What would we do if a king just walked in? Maybe uh, you might do one of these things. Maybe you'd be really scared 
and you wouldn't know quite what to do. You wouldn't know what they thought of us. Maybe we would have kind of a, you know, we'd rush around and we'd, we'd want to get them some food or drink really, really quickly because they're really important. Maybe uh, we'd be just really happy that they've come to visit us. Another person come to Christchurch Camborne. Amazing. Uh, maybe we'd freeze and we just wouldn't know what to do. Well, this morning we see King Jesus has come. And that's such good news, actually, that when we see him, we will know exactly what to do. There's no, there's no question over what we should do. So let's look at this king. Uh, we're going to see three things about him. Okay, and then we'll think about what we do. All right, so the first thing is this. And you can fill in your, your handout here. The first thing we see this morning is that Jesus came as God's perfect king. Jesus came as God's perfect king. So Jesus arrives, he comes to where the people are, and he's baptised, which means he's dipped underwater. And then as he comes out of the water, something amazing happens. The sky is torn open. It's a bit like, like your mum and dad would draw the curtains in the morning. The sky's torn open, and God speaks. Have a look at what he says uh, to Jesus in verse 11. He says... Uh, are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. You are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Now, it's not that God is saying, you've become my son today. You're not, you've suddenly become my son. Jesus has always been God's son, and he's been with him forever, and he's loved him forever. What's happening is God is saying this so that everybody would know that he is perfect in every Everyone would know that this is God's perfect king. He's God's son. He's God himself who is perfect in every way. And that means he's a king like no one else. Yet even if the queen walked in here, Jesus is so much bigger, so much greater, so much more perfect than any other king. He loves God perfectly and God Always loved him. So Jesus is God's perfect sing, uh, perfect sing. He's God's perfect king. He's the ruler over everything, and um, that just kind of makes us think, "Wow, doesn't it?" You know, look, this king is perfect in every way, and it might make us think, "Well, how did he come? Did he come as this kind of big, strong superhero type figure, or was he so big that actually no one could really see him?" You know, what was he like? Actually, what we see here is he is a king who came like us. He is a king who came like us. He came as a king like us. That's the second thing we see. Jesus came as a king like us. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, I want you to have a look at these kings on the screen, kings or queens, okay? And I want you to take a moment, just talk to the person next to you, see if you can see who they are, and... uh, See which one you think is most like us. Okay, so who are they and which one is most like us? Here you go. Four kings or queens. Just take a moment to talk about that.
Okay, what do we think? What have we got there? Uh, four kings or queens. Go on, Grace. Tell me the first one. Yeah, well done, Queen Elizabeth. Brilliant. And who knows what happened to Queen Elizabeth this week? Yeah, well done, Jimmy. Thank you. It's a birthday, special birthday. She was 101. Is that right? No, she was, okay, she was 90, I think. Uh, anyway, Queen Elizabeth, you've got... Okay, who else is up, up there? Who else is up there? That's a good answer, but it's not quite right, uh, Evelyn. <laughs> Abby, go on. Uh, Elsa, yeah, we've got Elsa there, haven't we? Um, yeah, fantastic. There's Elsa. And who is the lion? You're right, there's a lion king... But he's not from the film Lion King. Does anybody know? Go on, one you. Aslan. Brilliant. If you've seen the Narnia films, okay, he is Aslan. And then there's one more. Does anybody know who that funny-looking man is? Who is that? Yeah, well, to Jimmy, it's good, good knowledge this morning. And to Megan. King Thistle. Uh, brilliant. From Ben and Holly. Now, big question, though, is which one is most like us? Which one is like room. Go on, Abby. Uh, Queen yeah, well done, Queen Elizabeth. So if you think about it, all right, you've got Aslan, he's a lion, so he's not like us. You've got Elsa, who, um, I'm really sorry, if this upsets you, I'm so sorry, but she is just a Disney character, she's not real. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's um, King Thistle's fairy, so he's nothing like us at all. And then you've got Queen Elizabeth. She is just like us, because she's a person. She would do things that we do. She would eat and sleep, and she would dogs and she would read and she watched TV, perhaps just like you and I would. And you see, Jesus is a bit like this. He was God's perfect king. He's much, much greater, much, much higher than we are, but he came as a man. Uh, now that not only means that he did the things that we did, like eating and sleeping, yes, he did those things, but more importantly, this is how he's like us. Have a look at verse 12. This is how uh, Jesus is like us. First thing he did when he came, at once the Spirit sent him out to the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was tempted by Satan. Now, you may have heard of Satan as a really, really crafty snake that came into the garden to Adam and Eve, and he tempted them not to live for God. He was telling them, God doesn't really love you, and he made them think that. And ever since has been doing that to us. We don't see him as a snake. In fact, we don't see him at all. But he's very, very real. And he's always trying to convince us, to tell us that God doesn't really love us and that we shouldn't live for God. He's always tempting us. You see, but that's how we know that Jesus came as a king like us. Because what Mark tells us here is he was also tempted by that same enemy. And you know what? That is brilliant. That is so, such, such good news. Because when we're tempted to uh, get angry when things don't go away, uh, our way, notice that that's, there's a picture of an adult there as well. Um, <laughs> they don't go away. Or we're tempted to have more than we need. Perhaps we're tempted to be a bit greedy. Or we're tempted uh, to win everything and be the best over everybody else. Okay, when we're tempted in any way not to really trust that God loves us, that God is enough for us, isn't it great to know that King Jesus knows exactly what that's like? Because he was tempted in every way that you and I are tempted. He was tempted by the same enemy. 
So this Jesus, he's not, he's not far away. He, he came as a king like us. He was tempted like us. Here's the thing, though. He didn't get it wrong. So what you and I don't trust God all the time. But he didn't give in to temptation. He lived as we should have done. And then he died as we should have done on a cross. And so he defeats Satan for us. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that this King Jesus brings God's kingdom. That's the next thing we see, that Jesus brings God's kingdom. Okay, if you want to fill in your answer, you can do. So what we've seen, see, because Jesus is God's perfect king and he came like us, it means he brings God's kingdom to us. After facing Satan, Jesus comes back uh, to the people with really, really good news. Have a look at what he says in verse 15. He says this, the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The kingdom of God has come near. So this king brings God's kingdom. Now, what, what does that mean? What, what does it mean for, for Jesus to bring God's kingdom? Well, a kingdom is a place where uh, someone is king. So, just have a look at the kings and queens that we saw before, okay? And see if you can match the place where they rule, the place where they are king or queen. All right? So, just, uh, let's say, one minute, uh, off you go. See if you can match them up. Ten seconds. What do we think? Any, Abby, you've got a hand up already. Well done. What do you think, Abby? Well done. Brilliant. You got. You got to one second. You you've done really well. Um, you've done really well. So, Abby, can you, do you know what the place the place next to the lamppost is called? What's that called? Do you know? You remember? You're dead right. You're absolutely right. No? Yeah, well done. Arendelle, brilliant. Yeah, so uh, Elsa goes with Arendelle. And you said the lion goes with the lamppost. That's Narnia, if you, if you know that. Okay, what else have we got? What else is going on? Oh, go on, Grace. Yeah, well done. King Thistle goes with Ben and Holly. There's his castle there. Look, he rules over that castle. The Queen, of course, goes with, that's our country. She, she is the Queen of uh, Britain. She's the Queen uh, of the UK. Fantastic. So these are the kings and queens, and these are their kingdoms, okay? So these are the places that they rule over. They're in charge of these places. Um, so the Queen, her kingdom is, is Britain, or Aslan is, is King of Narnia. That's his kingdom. But that means that what Jesus said that the kingdom of God has come near is just a bit strange, isn't it? Uh, because if a kingdom is a place, what, what does he mean when he says that? Does, does he mean that he's, he's kind of bringing a castle to us, like King Thistle might? Or does it mean that he's bringing a, a, a land like Arendelle that we might go and visit or that we might go into? Well, no, actually, 
what happens is as Jesus brings God's kingdom, he makes this his place. He starts to change this world. See, he starts to make this place a place where God rules, where everything is put right. So there's, there's, he starts to make things so there's no more crying, there's no more uh, suffering, there's no more sin, and there's no more death. And that is the most wonderful kingdom to come into. And it's been brought to us by King Jesus. Now it belongs to the people who turn and trust in him. I think uh, he put Jesus as their king. That's, that's, what it, that's what Jesus means when he says, repent and believe. In verse 15. So what we've seen is uh, that Jesus the king comes and brings God's kingdom. And the question that we asked at the beginning is, well, what should we do? You know, we've seen this king. He brings God, a perfect king like us. He brings God's kingdom. What should we do? Well, we've seen, haven't we, Jesus and believe but they're two really funny words so what exactly does he mean well actually it's exactly what we see next in our bibles jesus calling people to follow him that's what we see next jesus calling people to follow him so jesus walking along and he sees uh, two people doing a job look at, see if you can tell me what it is have a look at verse I'll just find my place in the Bible. Verse 16. Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee and he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. And what I thought we'd do is fitting in with that theme, it would be good to go fishing to see what happens next to these fishermen. So uh, can I have here a couple of willing fishermen? Anybody? You want to be a willing fisherman. Come on then, Grace or Fisher Lady. Grace and Abby, brilliant. Here you go. You take a net each. Oh, Holly, do you want to help? Great. Abby, are you going to help your sister? Fantastic. Grace, you can take that one. Right, now listen very carefully. Uh, if you imagine this is the sea, okay, there's some fish around. Hey, guys, are you listening to me? There's some fish around. All right, and what you've got to do is go and find them, and I want you to put in your net. Okay, and bring them back and we'll see what they say. Okay? You go for it. Now, if you happen to see a fish, you might be able to help these guys out. Uh, not that fish, Abby. <laughs> yeah. There are several fish around the room. Brilliant, there's one. Put it in the net. Great. Holly, you follow along. You're doing really, really well. Oh, look at that. They've got another one. Good work, guys. Holly, why don't you put the next one in your net? Fantastic. Good fishing, guys. And there's one more around. That, you just put it in there, Nick. That's fine. Yeah. That's all right. Right, guys, why don't you come back here and we'll see what they say, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Come back here, Grace and Abby and Holly. Quick, quick, quick. Let's go. 
brilliant. Oh, well done, Holly. Fantastic. That is brilliant. Let's have a look. So you put a fish in there. Let's have a look what it says. It says here, they left their father and they followed him. Brilliant. We'll keep that one just there. What have you guys got? Oh, thanks, Abby. They left their nets and followed him. We'll have a look at that. This one, come follow me. And that's a funny one, is it? That's not a fish. What's that? That is a person. That is really weird. But it says, I will send you out to fish for people. Right, let's have a think. Thank you so much. You can sit down. Why don't we give them a big round of applause? Well done. Thank you, Grace. That's brilliant. Right, so these help us to see what happens next in our passage. Okay, these are the things that are happening. So Jesus sees these fishermen, and what he says in verse 17 is he says to them, come follow me. Come follow me. And he says that not only to Andrew and Simon, who we read about, but he also says it to another couple of fishermen called James and John. And here's what happens, okay, when he calls them to come follow him. Verse 18 and verse 20, he's, they left their nets and they followed him. And James and John, they left their father and followed him. Now, can you believe that? Can you believe that? So here comes the king and he says, come follow me. They leave the job that they do and they leave their family. They follow Jesus. That's amazing. Now, Jesus wants us to do the same thing today. He calls us to follow him. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to leave school, you need to leave work and never go back. It doesn't mean that you leave your home and uh, you never see your mum and dad again. Uh, again. Uh, what it means is that Jesus becomes the most important thing in our lives and so everything that we do at home or everything that we do at work, we do it for him. And we do it like him. We, we follow him. Now, we don't have to be anyone special to, to, to do that. We don't need to be a certain type of person. All we do is we simply follow the king in everything that we do. That's really difficult. But it is also the most amazing thing. To put him as, as king is to be part of God's kingdom. And it's so good that Jesus wants us to tell other people about him. That's what he means when he says, I will send you out to fish for people. That you, you help others to follow this king as well. And so you see, the question for us this morning, really, as we see this king come, is not what should we do. The question is, are we following the king? Are we following the king? Are we doing this? Are we helping others to follow him? Now, I'm, I'm not asking you if you come here. I'm not asking you if you, you, you serve in a way. I'm asking if you follow the king. It might be this morning you realise actually you've never followed this, the king. You've never been interested in this king. And this morning you realise that that's exactly what he wants you to do. Can I tell you please to, to, to put down everything that's most important to you in your life. And put him as king over you. Because it's the best thing ever. It might be that a while ago you said yes I want to follow this king. But, but actually, as, as you go on, lots of other things become more and more important. Lots of other things become the king of your life. 
And this morning, you need to turn to him again and follow him again. Might be that, yes, you are living as, as Jesus is the king. And you need to just keep on following him.